what you thinking? I can't read your mind. Tell me how you feeling? I don't wanna waste time. No communication means relationships are fading. False interpretation, fucked up thoughts that I'm creating. I'll take better truth over your sweet lies. I find someone new with nothing to hide. Not sure what I saw in you, but that's all behind. Convincing myself that I needed you, but I was blind. You be backstabbing this, or acting friendly. Never thought it would be someone that I envied. If you feel some type of way, why can't you tell me? You just fucking on my head, tell me already. Tell me what you're thinking, I can read your mind. Tell me how you're feeling, I don't wanna waste time. I'll take better truth over your sweet lies. I'll find someone new and nothing to hide. So just tell me what you think. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. We're back after another unnecessarily long break. No real rhyme or reason, just life got a little crazy, but stoked to be back doing the damn thing. There's nothing I love more than having conversations with my fellow artists and today I'm absolutely stoked as ever to bring you a convo I had with the great Sonny Soljic. You probably know him best as Stevie from the film Mid-90s, Atreus from the God of War games, or simply as an LA skating prodigy. This kid does not stop. No COVID outbreak or industry strike has gotten in the way of his ever-changing creativity. His brand new clothing line, Superstitious, is dropping its first official collection on September 25th. You can pick up hats, jackets, a ski mask, literally everything under the sun. So be sure to show your support by securing some items. His film credits don't stop at mid-90s. He also played Bob in The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Tarby in The House with a Clock in Its Walls, and is currently developing an independent project with his sister. The last few years, Sonny has realized his potential within the music industry and has recorded and produced tons of great original tracks that you can go find on streaming right now. His recent EP, Wishing You Well, was released back in July and features the song Low Key, which, if we're being honest, is pure dynamite. You can follow Sonny on Instagram at Sonny Soljic and Sonny Soljic Music for more exclusive content. Without further ado, let's rip it up. Episode for the kids. 
What's up, dude? How you doing? Thanks for being here. Of course, of course. It's a pleasure being on here. How's everything going? It's going well. It's going well. Uh, my sleep schedule's fucked up, so I'm like been trying to like fix it up, but heard that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a process. That's just the LA lifestyle, though. I feel you know, dude. It's something else. Every day is just like get up and go, and just never stop. I know the grind never stops. The grind never stops for real. So you, you have a brand new clothing line called Superstitious that you're dropping um, your first official collection for on September 25th. Uh, yeah. what, can, what can the people expect from that and where should they go to peep the items that you're offering? Um, so yeah, on uh, September 25th, I'm dropping Superstitious. Uh, I think it's just superstitious.store. Uh, um, but I literally just I'm still kind of working on the the website right now. I mean, obviously I'm not like a professional coder. I can't like pimp it out crazy. Yeah, for sure. My, my idea was just to kind of make the clothes at least. My sister helped me out a little bit with the website. But uh, honestly, like it started out with me um, being on set of God of War. And I remember just being on my computer like after like I mean like I'd have like 10 15 minute breaks and I'd try to fill that time and so I'd be on my computer right they're like just like I don't know I guess like doing like some like designs and stuff and I was like okay whatever um and then I guess it gradually just formed into me like designing like pieces just like on my computer I didn't like have any like intention behind it I wasn't like okay I'm starting a clothing brand right um I kept drawing like pieces and then I don't know. I guess just like with time on every break that I had, I was like, fuck, maybe I might start my own like brand and stuff. And at the same time, I've always wanted to as well. Um, right. I was with this company, um, Illegal Civilization. I yeah. used to skate for them. And um, at that time as well, I could kind of see behind the scenes of like just how like they how um, everyone. Would, I mean, like how like Mikey would make the clothing and everything and just like what goes on behind it. Right. And uh, I thought it was just like such a great like outlet and um, you could just let your like creativeness flow because there's no right or wrong when like making a piece. You know what I mean? It's all subjective. So, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, It's just I mean, yeah, I guess I like and then also one of my other friends started making a brand, too. And I was just like, shit, like, honestly, that kind of gave me the motivation. I'm like, all right, if he can do it, I can do it as well. Um, and I feel like just being in the skate scene like that door is pretty much open for you as long as you you put a good product out, you know? Yeah, exactly. And also the thing is, though, too, is like um, I officially like had the name and everything and I fully started working on the project. I mean, on the collection, like I'd say even about a year ago because I wanted um, at least the first collection to kind of uh, make a statement to where it's like this is not merch. This isn't like Sunny Soldier merch. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. But like my face on a T-shirt and then put superstitious under and right. then sell for however much just to get like a quick bag like no totally. that wasn't my intention at all because it's not like for the money necessarily it's like um it's just like an outlet and i could just be creative in a sense of like i can wear my own shit and like also I, another reason too is i do not like shopping 
Oh, same. Like, you know? <laughs> like, I do not, like, I will, I don't ever remember me even, like, going on a website or anything and, like, searching up, like, oh, like, I need this piece, I need this piece. Um, right. And I'm grateful enough not to because, I mean, just with, like, through acting and skateboarding and everything, I've gotten, um, like, free clothes and just, like, for free admi- advertisement and everything, so. Right. But there it just became a certain point where I was like, dude, I, if I like something, I'm just going to make it like on my own. You know what I mean? If I have an exactly. idea, I'll make my own version of it, add my own touch to it. So, Well, dude, it's a sick drip. Is is purple your favorite color? Uh, You know, what's funny is purple is not actually like, okay, I, it, it's grown on me to become my favorite color. But right, right. my my idea of it was okay so the full collection is um purple white and black so they're all kind of mixed in Um, and the thing is is in my head i was like dude i've never seen a company to where they or i mean i i I assume that there are many companies that do this but i wanted full like color coordination drops so like right when you when the full collection's out like for example like if some people don't know how to put certain pieces together i'm like fuck it i'm gonna make you know my own little outfit for them and they can decide to get whatever piece they want. But the whole idea of it is that all of it kind of works together. Yeah. That's sick. I saw you were signing a bunch of skate decks the other night. What was that for? Was that similar to that? Uh, no, that, well, yeah, that was uh, I did a battle of the barracks. Oh, and, sick. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. So for this battle of the barracks day, I guess they did, um, I got like a, a collection with like all the skaters and everything, um, right. so, like a board for every single person that was in it and shit. Um, so yeah, that was actually unexpected. They told me, they were like, dude, yeah, we're making boards. Like, um, and then after you play the game, we're going to have them sign it. And so I think it's like, if you buy the deck, you get to come to the finals. So that's like the ticket. Hell yeah. Did you win the battle? No, I didn't. (laughs) Uh, That's cool though. Whatever. No, I mean, uh, can't win them all, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you can't. You can't win them all. I mean, also the thing is, is like, I'm very heavy on like mindset and like my mindset going into it was not like, I had like a, I don't know. I guess I like, like right before I went into it, because I, I I know the, the skater that I competed against, he's fucking insane. And uh, the thing is I got hurt a little bit before. Um, So, and that always happens every time I do like a skate contest or anything. I was here before so that sucks yeah but um it, it was cool though i mean I, it's not it's not anything like too serious so it's like do you ever just get like two in your head too if you're like facing like a really good component or do you not let that worry you you just kind of do your own thing um no i'm definitely in my head yeah but at the same time though when i like go into even like battle of barracks or any like skate contest or anything i also kind of just remind myself like everyone else is in their head right I mean, so I'm like, if I just have to kind of like, you know, like take over my own fucking thoughts and just like, just do at least do the best I can. Obviously, like when I go to compete or anything, like I'm there to win. I'm not going to lie. Right. For but, sure. Um, I don't know. I feel like, like I, I, I always like am open-minded to any other possibility that could happen. Even me like with skating, just rolling my ankle on like the first trick, like some bullshit that could happen. So, right. Dude, one of my friends just fucking rolled his ankle the other day, just literally walking off a curb, just fucking rolled his ankle. Hilarious. Yeah. Just yeah. walking. It's, uh, <laughs> dude, it's so, it's, and it happens at the worst times, like when you don't expect it. Cause the thing is, is before the battle, I was on a, I was on a bird with my friend. Right. And, uh, 
I, we just, we fell on the bird and like, it was so, it, it's always the most stupid shit. It's when you least expect it to. Yo, that's actually really funny. You say that. Cause you know, back like when a couple of years ago, birds were like the thing, you know, like four or five years ago, everybody was riding those things. Yeah. yeah. One day I was just riding at Venice beach and I just decided I'm just going to go full speed into the sand. Like I knew it wasn't going to end well, but I just wanted to see what would yeah. happen. And I fucking flipped over the thing and did like two flips. <laughs> face first into the sand it was amazing oh that's <laughs> yeah that's the way to go out with the bird right let's fucking crash those things bird graveyard um <laughs> so your first couple of years of life you grew up in atlanta uh what was your initial reasoning for moving to la was it for film yeah it was for film it was for film and skating um because i was like super heavy on both um right but yeah i mean the skate culture in los angeles is obviously obviously way bigger um yeah bar none pretty much i mean obviously same for acting as well because the thing is is i was um i went to this uh i guess like convention um like test trial thing it's called imta yeah Uh, it's been so long so i forgot exactly like how it is described but basically um you go and you have like a monologue it's a bunch of people from around the world um and you I think you pay like a thousand dollars to enter and like you're there for a week right and either either held in los angeles or new york my mom didn't want to go to the one in new york because she hates rats like she has a really big phobia yeah it went to the one in la <laughs> and uh i so there's different categories there's like modeling singing and then i think and obviously acting and um i was there for like modeling and acting but i uh i had a few monologues and basically you do like these monologues and bunch of a front of i mean in front of a bunch of people um that are mostly like agents mm-hmm. managers everything so uh yeah i guess um one of the there were these managers that um after i guess i did one of my monologues they came up to me uh it's monster talent management i'm not i'm no longer with them but i still love them i still so love to them uh right you gotta have one to boost you though you know to get you out there Oh yeah, no, they were they were fucking amazing. I mean, that's yeah. what happened though, is because we were there, and then my sure. mom talked to um, talked to them and stuff, and then we went back to Atlanta. My mom gets a call from them, and they're like, "Yo, if you want to get anything out of this like industry, you got to come to LA, like so within the next two weeks." Right. And, um, my mom was like, "Fuck it," because she want she yeah. she loved LA too. Because when we were there for the full week, and we were just in downtown, like. And right. I and I live here now and I go to downtown. I'm like, I'm not really like downtown's not the spot. Like that's not the vibe at all. Yeah. That's not, it's not really the spot. But <laughs> I, so that being said, for downtown yeah. to you know be a shock factor. Yeah. Um and I I loved it too because I went to I think like a, I think I went to Venice, Venice Skate Park. Um right. while we were out here because I was like, I need to go to the most popular park here, whatever. So right. we all fell in love. Um and then um yeah, we literally packed our bags and we got an apartment for like six months as like a test trial. We still had our property back in Atlanta because, uh, yeah. But Dude, that's wild. That's awesome. That's sick that your mom believed in you at such a young age. Like, I feel like a lot of parents don't take chances on their kids and they just have like this, you know, steadfast like trajectory where they're going to go and they just want them to do this one particular occupation. But, you know, kids, the kids decide, you know, you got to let them do what they want to do and let them roam free, you know? Yeah, exactly. And also... um. What was funny, though, too, is what gave my mom more, like, I guess, like, 
uh, belief in the process and everything was because it was so random. And she would still tell me about this. I mean, I don't even really, I only remember like a few, a few times this happened, but when I was um, at the skate park, when I'd go to like my local skate park in Atlanta, yeah, uh, from probably like to like four to like six, um, people would come up to me or they would come up to my mom and they'd be like, yo, can I take a photo with your son? I have a feeling that like he's going to be like a success. And it was really fucking random. Wow. And um, they would just take photos with me because then they would be like, okay, I'm going to have this photo of him when he's young. And like, I'm the first one to take a photo with him. Before what? I did anything, like I wasn't, I wasn't that, I wasn't good at skating. It wasn't like I was that like prodigy kid. Right. No, totally. So it was just really out of the blue. Um but uh, yeah, so I guess like with that too, she's like, okay, I guess like if other people believe it as well, like it's not that she didn't believe in me without, you know, the approval of others, but yeah. uh, that kind of everything was like falling into place. So, Dude, that's sick. So did that person ever reach back out? The one that took the picture? They're like, yo, I told you. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even know, bro. I wouldn't even know. Maybe so like, one day, like, maybe one day I'll like go through like eBay and then I'll be like, oh shit, like yeah don't follow me um so your mom got you a skateboard at what age age four uh my grandpa actually oh your grandpa did okay cool yeah my mom wanted me to get into skating but i went with my grandpa and stuff and we i got um dude i think i still have the board at my grandparents house in atlanta it's a uh, it's a fucking um it was a tony hawk skateboard boys are us but it wasn't like like because I think Tony Hawk is still on Birdhouse and was on Birdhouse at the time. Right. So it wasn't like a Birdhouse skateboard. It was just like a Tony Hawk skateboard at Toys R Us or like Walmart or some shit. Dude, that's where you start out. I think my first board's actually right over here. Here, I'll show you. No way. I got this from like a Zoomies. Uh, it's like from like 2004, I think. Oh, that's Jeff, sick. Jeff Rowley board, <laughs> like the old Grim Reaper design. Oh, that's so dope. sick. You can't really skate it anymore, but I just love to keep it. That's dope, bro. You have I I have honestly all of my skateboards still like in my garage and stuff. I'd bring it to every new place that I move into and everything. Right, you got to keep them at least make a shelf out of it or something, you know. I did. I made a full shelf out of it. If I was in my room right now, I'd show you. Dude, that's i'll take a photo of it i'll send it to you later yo please please um so did you play any other sports growing up or was skating always just your main thing um i was into like well i mean my dad was super heavy into soccer and stuff so like uh, oh yeah he wanted me to play soccer um so i played soccer for a little bit um and like all my friends were kind of into that stuff i mean like all my school friends and everything all right uh, so i played that for a little bit um, you know, it wasn't too bad, like, right. But that it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my passion. Cause the thing is, is like, I would sometimes have to pick between like soccer practice or skating and I would, every time. And my mom and right. dad would argue about that. Cause like my dad would be like, dude, you have to go to soccer practice. My mom's like, let him do what he wants. Like, he wants like nah, now nah, this is my prodigy right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hate soccer. Honestly, I mean, I like playing like World Cup with my friends. This is like this game you would play, but like just playing and like if people didn't pass, you'd be running back and forth, and I feel just running out of breath the whole time. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. Yeah, that, okay. So that that was the thing though too, and with even with soccer is that, um, 
I was actually like, I was pretty good because one of the first times I did it, like I got into a varsity and everything and like, right. I was smoking kids, bro. But <laughs> the thing is though, is I wasn't like, I was more of, I wasn't necessarily like a team player. And like my mom saw that. So she was like, Oh, this is maybe actually skating could be really good for him because if he's more of like an in- independent player, yeah. then skating is exactly that. Like you're just only competing against yourself. You know what I mean? No, for sure. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I've noticed so much that I've mentioned my mom in this so many times, but I do give her a lot of credit. Cause like the thing is, is like, I, at least just from my own experience, I haven't seen, I don't see that many parents yeah. really give their kids that much agility and like, mo- I mean, mo- mobility and like what they want to do. You know what I mean? Right. No. So I feel like she just let me feel like everything, like I'm limitless in a sense, you know what I mean? To where I can switch to this, I can do this, I can do that. Um, which, uh, honestly kind of like shaped my, I mean, shaped my whole, um, idea of a lot of things, you know what I mean? No, right. For sure. I mean, a lot of our moms are just like super high maintenance. My mom didn't want me to skate. She wouldn't even buy me that board. <laughs> I had to like save up for it myself, but, uh, <laughs> It's her birthday, so I'm not gonna not gonna be a dick to her. But happy birthday, mom! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, so you had you had a brand new EP come out that was called "Wishing You Well." It dropped on July 22nd. Is that all self produced? You do that like all in your room? Um. Okay, that was actually the first project that I did. Uh, okay, I think only there was only one that was self produced. Right. Um. I'm trying to remember which one. Um. But. That was the first project that I ever did that was like, um, I guess, like with the full production, and everything they were produ- like different producers. I was going to recording studios and everything. Hell yeah. Um, and um, honestly, the thing is, is like with that project, when I started it, like mm-hmm. I started, okay, I basically started it because like I got out of a relationship with my ex and I was like, okay, sick. Like I get to use all this. Yeah, I got a lot of subject matter. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, bro, I could talk so much shit. Like this is fire. I have so much content material. Um, And then uh, I guess it started, I, I, I worked on one song and then um, I was like, okay, bet. Like I, I feel like the flow going. And then uh, I don't know, I guess like, I think like three, four months in deep, I was only recording at studios because I wanted like the best quality. And I was also working with someone else that was kind of like pushing this idea because he's also in the music industry. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, like I was going to New York and then I was recording out there. Um, And I don't know, I guess it just felt it started turning into a more of a chore than like um uh, like it felt like I was with the label before I was even with the label. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sure. then that kind of fucked up like my creativity. And the thing is, is like the differences b- between me recording at my house and me recording at like a studio is that like when I'm recording at my house, despite the fact that I'm engineering myself too, and I'm picking my own beats and everything, mm-hmm. um, I just feel like I have like more creative control. Mm-hmm. And with, um, I don't know when I'm at like the studio, it feels very like, um, like industry. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It feels like I have to follow these certain guidelines. It's like, okay, you need a chorus and you need this hook, then you need that, then you need this. Right. And, um, 
I'm not sure if it was maybe the people I was working with or it was my mindset of going into it or everything. But um, at that time, it was just recording the songs. Like, it was, I don't know, I guess, like, listening to it after. Because, I mean, dude, I have a folder of all these songs I've made. I'm probably, I couldn't even count. And the thing is, is the songs that I have on my phone, like, some of them aren't mixed and mastered but you can just feel it more you know what i mean yeah no for sure i wanted for the ep but uh i guess i just and there was also a bunch of other songs that i wanted to like switch out and use but i couldn't get clearance on the beats and stuff and just time kept passing time kept passing and then i had other shit come up and then other stuff and i was like obviously i'm not fucking travis scott or drake level to where it's like if i'm telling people that i'm going to drop an album i mean ep like in a few months and i don't it's not like everyone's going to fucking flip out. But at exactly. that time, Ed, I, I still am like a man of my word. I'm like, all right, I'm going to drop it. Like, whatever. Um, So it just, it didn't come out exactly how I planned. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, obviously, yeah, there's still a few songs that I really do like. Um, And I think obviously at the, sa- at the same time, though, I'm always my biggest critic. Like, I'm going to listen to these songs. Some people will be like, oh, this is dope. Like, I fuck with it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be like, oh, I hate every single one of these. But I feel like that's a lot of artists. Um, but um, yeah, I guess as of right now, um, my thing is just to like take my time with it. Right. And also I will look at, and this is what I was watching like an interview with Jay-Z or something. He was saying like, when you post it and it's posted, it's out. And like, just look at that as like a capsule of time. Right. You know what I mean? Like during that period of time, like, if I were to sit on those songs, like, and maybe try to like re-record it and change that and change this, then it loses its like initial um, form of what it was. You know what I mean? Totally, yeah. So as of right now, I kind of kept that like, and I just that, that's why I didn't really promote it and push it too much because I was just like, I'm gonna just let this one be out, like let it do its thing. But right. um, I lost the passion for that EP, um, so that's why I kind of just lost the thing. But I was like, I'm gonna just leave it out there um this is a horrible way of me promoting uh, no you're fine that dude it's all everything you're spitting right now is truth though like actually like label interference sucks like i know a lot of people are going through the same thing like people are leaving their label because that just sucks and it just ruins the creative freedom that you want yeah like you said it strips all the emotion out of it and that's just that's bullshit yeah exactly but um i mean the way that i look at it now though too is actually when i i have been going to like the studio um mm. again stuff uh right. because the quality is just completely different um right. so i've gotten better at kind of like just being truthful to like whoever i'm working with like i want it this way and yeah. like i kind of want to just have more um i feel like i'm like less scared to kind of like say what i'm thinking because at the end of the day like they're getting paid Right, like, exactly. I mean, they're doing their their job, and I'm just trying to do mine. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess it's just it's it's been a process. But what's funny though is, uh, <laughs> like, be- right before this, uh, I was, I was just talking to my mom, and uh, we were going through some of my songs because, like, and these are songs that I started like like one of my like earliest songs uh, that I like fully started recording in like 2021, and then we went through the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm listening to some of them and I'm like, bro, like some of these songs, I'm like, bro, I made better music before. Yeah. 
and then like but then i'll like listen to some stuff i make now and it's it's so in it's just it's so cool because there's like little folders of like me going through different phases like there's like some beats that i'm like there's like a full like week like maybe like six or seven songs of me like hopping on like elevator type music beats like right (laughs) i mean like some stupid ass shit and then like the next week like on like some trappy shit so like it's um it's cool i think i i don't know i just i love and more and more like every day the more i record and everything like i fall in love with making music because it's like it's not it's not something you can really describe like right you know what i mean like it comes from like some random place yeah that like i can't even describe because sometimes i'm like working on a song and sometimes i have lyrics already like pre-built i mean like i already like wrote prior um but sometimes the best music I make is when there's like just no certain um, structure to it. No, like just me like creatively flowing and just like fucking around and just having fun. Like that's when I'm like, say like I'll mumble something and then I'll right. listen to it. Like, whoa, that low key kind of sounds like this. And then I'll just plug that in. And then, yeah, it's almost like you, you got to like yell a bunch of gibberish just into like your voice memos and just take notes on your phone, you know, just over time. And then it gradually just builds. Yeah, exactly. And I and I feel like I've been learning that more as like an artist uh, yeah. because like, yeah, you just you it's it's an, it's an ongoing process of like you learning and experiencing new things that you haven't felt before. And it's like, dude, the dopamine rush that I get when I like even just get right. one good lyric. Or I hear one good B, or I'm like, even if I find one good melody, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, right. I feel invincible. Melody, like, especially. That's the best feeling when you're like, oh shit, like the flow is there. Like, that's the best feeling. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, uh, I don't know, dude. Like, it, it just makes me so fucking happy. Like, it started as like an outlet. And then, like, I mean, it's honestly, it started as me just like, completely messing around to then me um really actually trying to make music and then me going back to me just fucking around and then it just goes back and forth and it's like a full like 360 because it's like um i don't know like i i just want to keep the same perspective even like how no matter how big i get and like the music and everything like i want to just still feel free to like say whatever the fuck i want and just like have fun with it so dude that's the way to do it like who who would you say are some of your fa- your uh, main in, like musical inspirations like over the years? Okay, over the years, um, definitely I'd say Kanye is number one. Hell yeah. Um, um, Frank Sinatra, just because like I listen to his shit and like it's like it hits. Like sometimes I'm like driving like just by myself. I'm like, bro, like. <laughs> Like, obviously, like, not, I'm not going to, like, play it with, like, all my friends in the car. I'm going to be, like, turning up, like, bro, that's a new hit. But, like, right. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very big on lyrics. Um, and, uh, I, okay, so probably, yeah, like, Kanye, Frank Sinatra, uh, of course, Michael Jackson. Of course. Um, I liked um, the Gorillas a lot. Oh, hell yeah. Um what else uh bro even bro even justin bieber too oh dude hell yeah dude he got really good like over the years he just consistently progressed yeah um 
I feel like when I was younger, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never say that, but like, right. Like, as time went on, I was like, bro, like, I can't lie. Like, his vocals are fucking insane. Yeah, I know. He's great. It's insane. Like, so, um, I mean, honestly, though, at the same time, like, I would just, my friends would give me their playlists and stuff. I'm way too lazy to like search for music. Um, And uh, also growing up in like the skate, like culture and stuff too. Like a lot of my friends at least would like gatekeep like songs to be like, Oh no, I'm going to use this for my part, my videos. So they'll be like, I found the most exclusive person. Like, like people like my homies would like flex, like, Dude, I knew O3 Greedo before he was before he had like this many followers. I followed him at like ten thousand. Like I was on him. Like that's type hilarious. Of shit. So I was over it. I was just like, all right, I'm listening to mainstream music. I don't care. Yeah, and, no, it doesn't matter, dude. Um, but uh, it's good to have a wide palette too. A lot of people feel like they have to stay in a box. Like to actually be able to say that you like multiple genres is sick. Yeah, but the thing is though too is like I can't even um. I can't even name all of the people because the thing is, is I, I don't really, uh, like, I don't really like look at the artist's name unless I like recognize that sound. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. If I hear a Kanye song playing that I've never heard, like I'll be like, okay, I know that's Kanye. Uh, but most of the time I'll just be going through like Apple music and I'll just like, let it keep going. And then I'll just add it to my playlist and be like, I fuck with this song. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. My parents bought me Late Registration by Kanye West when I was, like, a fucking child. And I'll never forget that, like, for Christmas. And I was like... That's sick. I was surprised. I was like, yo, I'm eight years old. What is going on? (laughs) It's so tight. Um, Let's see here. So you started getting into producing your own music during COVID. Would you say that you made the most of the downtime to create, like, this additional career path for yourself? I mean, you obviously already kind of explained that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually... I feel like through, actually. I mean, COVID yeah, definitely helped to have like more free time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID definitely um, helped a lot because the thing is, it's like there was, I mean, I couldn't act at the time. I couldn't really fucking do anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I, I started recording more too. And I was just like, I have this amount of time to just, you know, really kind of like pursue this as of right now. Yeah. Um, but also during COVID as well, uh, I was actually probably outside more than I've ever been in my life. Right. Wow. The thing is, is um, during that time, no one was working. So my friends and I, we decided to film another like full length of a skate video. Right. Because any spot we would go to, we couldn't get kicked out. So basically the whole world was just a street, like a, a skate park. Yeah, so free we kind of took advantage of that and uh i guess yeah during a lot of that time i was either skating and then like going back home and like making music and stuff that's sick did you find any like sweet abandoned places to, to skate at during oh, covid found everything but there's <laughs> also spots though too that are like like easy bus so like um usually like i mean there's some spots that we'd skate that you'd get kicked out in like the first like two tries right and then we would you know during covid we could skate there for however long. So, so it, it it was, um, we, we definitely took advantage of that. And, uh, yeah. I mean, the only people that would really kick us out of cops would be like, yo, you guys have to get the fuck back home. Like, what are you guys doing? Right. That's so funny. 
Yeah. Are the cops are the cops pretty cool out here for that kind of stuff or not really? Like, do they get it? It's like fifty fifty. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'd say I'd say it's like fifty fifty because like some are like. The thing is, is they know that the skate culture is super big out here. So like, there's fifty percent that have gotten so many calls about it that they really don't care. And they're like, all right, whatever you guys do your thing. Like we have more important shit to do. Right. You're not bothering anybody. You know, the other 50% is they've also gotten so many calls about skaters being there. that They're already fucking sick of it. So they're like, (laughs) I mean, so it's like, it's a, it's a 50, 50, but honestly, I guess it's, it's more on just like, um, both people. Um, because i mean at the end of the day like the cop doesn't really want to deal with any of that so like Correct. i'll just i'll be respectful obviously when i was younger like i'd give security guards and like cops shit yeah for uh, sure but i just turned 18 now so like i gotta be careful hell yeah that's so funny <laughs> um so are you, are you trying to play any house shows soon or like any shows in general um yeah like show would be sick wait wait what do you mean what do you mean like a house show you know, like people just like kind of ha- like host their own shows, like at somebody's house, and they like have a bunch of homies come out. Like I went to one of those like a month ago, where somebody did out of like a garage and just invited a bunch of people. It was sick. Wait, like a uh... like oh, literally you... a house show, yeah. Oh, oh, are you saying for like in like acting terms, or just like for like skate video and stuff? Oh no, for like music. Oh shit! Yeah, to like perform. Oh, I've never... Yeah, I've never even heard of that. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's what you, okay. Okay. I was so confused for a second. Um, no, yeah, my bad. I meant, I meant like shows for music. Um, dude, I want to, I've done like two shows and both of them did not end too well. Um, really? but I still want to like, cause I think that's where you can really like, you know, like build a community and like engage with other people and stuff. All right. Uh, but I guess. Shit, maybe I should do a house show. Just open up the garage and like start there. It's smart, and you got those ski masks. You can like film it and just have a bunch of people wearing Dude, those yeah, fuckers. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. I actually really wanted to use the ski masks for um yeah for uh, for a concert because I want I don't know, but I want like everyone to come in. The thing is, when I want when I like maybe like later on in the future, I want something to where it's like you can put an X on your phone or some shit, to where it's like no one's filming. Yeah, and it's just like you know like everyone's kind of like connected there so then when it's not recorded i feel like people are more eager to go to another show because they're like what the fuck is going on there like is it really that good blah 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 right so i want to wear masks like these ski masks and so it's like basically because a lot of people that sometimes do want to like turn up i've seen it at like concerts and stuff yeah in their own head so i always i always think like to myself i'm like all right if everyone had masks or no one had like their identity they can do whatever the fuck they want. They're going to like go crazy and they're going to have fun. Right. No, exactly. Um, I was thinking about that for a show, but I don't even really know like how to get started. Um, like how does that even work? Well, if you're ever trying to get on a show, let me know. Cause we got like a bunch of buddies that have been doing a lot of shows in LA. Um, a lot of like pop stuff and like a lot of bands. Um, we have a couple friends that do rap, but yeah, I mean everybody. Everybody just kind of hosts shows, or they just some of them are on a label. They have like people set it up for them. But I mean, yeah, just like let me know. I'm like, if you're ever yeah, trying to, so. that'd be sick. But yeah, like, I, would, house, I would love to. Yeah, dude, house shows are are cool though. That's like a good way to just get like a bunch of homies to show up like last minute and just you know just do a thing for like 50 people. 
that's a good yeah. way to, you know, drop some new tunes even and like test, test the waters on people. And you don't have to like stress too much that you're like in a big venue, you know? That's true. It's kind of like yeah. when you guys no, bomb. I gotta, I gotta just grow a pair of balls though. Cause it's like, <laughs> bro, performing in music is, it's like, you really, I don't know. I guess I gotta just be like, I don't know. It's crazy. No, I get it. Dude. I, I think it was just because of the first two performances. Um, well, actually, the the first one that I or actually I did three, but the one that I, the first one that I did was for my friend's birthday party. Um, and um, I mean, it was sponsored by Red Bull. There were like <laughs> 500 people there. And then there was also like OGZ performing. Holy shit. Um, and like other artists and stuff. So like it felt pretty legit. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I performed, but the thing is, is there were these smoke machines um, that were going off. And the thing is, is like they malfunctioned during my set. <laughs> Come on. So Damn. I couldn't breathe. Like, and it was already so steamy in there too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, I also had a little bit to drink though too, because um, I was nervous. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to calm the nerves. Right. Whatever. That's normal. Uh, and, uh, yeah, dude, I like, I just like lost track of everything. And, um, uh, I don't know, but I, but after that, you know what? Like you can't do the first time you do anything. You're not going to fucking be great. Like, no, it's scary. So I was, I was definitely scared, but honestly, like, you know what? I've already had that experience. And then I have had another experience too, where I guess it's, um, I guess once I get over the fear aspect of it though, like, I'll really start performing um, well in a sense, because the thing is, is that what the problem was, I guess a few times is that your voice is shaky when you're nervous. Right. Totally. Especially if it's so in then, front of that many people too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, honestly, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I was talking to my sister about it though too. And she was saying like, you should just try to do at least like a, a rehearsal room. Yeah. Get like a rehearsal room, do all your songs. Um, and uh, yeah, I definitely want to start getting into it. So also, yeah, if you hear of anything, I would love to just Dude, mess around. Absolutely. And there's actually I, this one band that was just in town I'm friends with. They came and they were like, yo, there's this rehearsal space in I think Silver Lake area. It's only like 60 bucks for like four hours. And you can just like bring a bunch of homies and just do it there. That's a good spot. And then there's another place in North Hollywood called uh, Snaggletooth. I heard it's pretty good. But those are like solid spots to just perform and just be in like an enclosed space, you know, just test the waters. Yeah. Also, I'm trying to, um, well, I used to play the guitar when I was younger, but I kind of like, I mean, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, for but sure. I've been trying to like pick it up so then I could just play my songs, um, either on the guitar or piano, because I, I, I like something to do, um, when I'm performing, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Uh, the, but that's the thing though too it's like if i were to do when i do if i were to do a smaller event i have done a smaller event but like when it's like i can't explain it but when i'm on the same level um and there's no like podium or like stage or anything and i'm performing um i fucking free right um but i don't know i overthink shit too much i gotta I got, just i got one of the old like microcorgs those little synthesizers Oh, that's sick. These are fucking sick, dude. You could do a lot with these. It's like it's got like a bunch of different settings on it, like electronic and 
don't know, rap type stuff. Those are um, dope. Yeah. <laughs> are you trying to just like, like what kind of sound are you mainly going for? Are you still trying to do like the rap stuff or like, I've, I've heard you sing, like your singing stuff is like great. You have a good voice. Thank you, man. Um, I'm going into, it's, I don't know because um, with the more like rapping style stuff, like even then when I do do more like rap songs and stuff, um, mm-hmm. I'll still try to like incorporate like when and like in the chorus, like singing and everything. Right. Uh, but I don't know, I guess maybe like the singing right now because it, it it's a 50 50 because at the same time, like when I perform, like when I perform, I want to be like going crazy. You know what I mean? And then for some of like the singing songs, like, um, it's, it's just me kind of like, you know, like slow type of, type of shit. So at the end of the day, I kind of think about it, like how, how would I perform this song? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm trying to create a balance of like songs that I would perform and songs that people could just listen to. That'll just be on my, um, my catalog and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I've kind of find I'm trying to just find a balance between it. Um, yeah. But uh, I would definitely say that the singing songs do do better. Do, uh, do they actually? I'm curious. That's so crazy. They do. do they they do a lot better. Um, or I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, the the song like "Bitter Truth" that one did. That's what I mean, like one of my biggest ones right now. Um, yeah. But then there's also Cold World too, where that's like me incorporating like rapping, slinging style. So it's like, yeah, that's that type of that's that type of like flow I want. But um, I don't know. I uh, I guess it's just like whatever I'm in the mood for. Because right. like sometimes I just come back home and I'm like super like pumped. Like I'm not gonna like start like singing like, you know what I mean? I mostly sing when I'm just like down bad. I'm sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let it all out. No, I feel that. But it's like so, uh, like Drake's take care though. Like that's like perfectly like incorporating the two, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've been trying to find that that type of balance. Also, I yeah, Drake is also a big influence as well. Um, too. I mean, his uh I remember like searching him up too. I'm pretty sure that he kind of like developed that like R and B slash like rap type of style. Um, right. which is exactly what I'm kind of kind of shooting for. Um but um yeah i don't know i i just i i get i i have bad adhd though too so like some i can't get stuck on something for too long yeah so same. like that's why it's so hard for me to like finish like an album or ep that yeah um with the same similar vibe you know what i mean no for sure like even even during an ep or working on the ep i was like dude i need some songs in there that are just like going crazy and then i also would talk to other people and they'd be like yeah but like for this project you want to kind of um at least kind of have the same type of uh like not necessarily flow but right you wouldn't put like a rock song with like some like jazz type yeah, no. of type of thing you know what I mean? so, yeah um i don't know i guess it's 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 all just the process but at the end of the day after listening to like this folder that i have right now like dude i just need a fucking post like i'm yeah. so like stuck up with that shit but now i'm kind of getting over i'm just like i need a post because 
um, even when I describe my music to even you, for example, or other people that only just see like my catalog on like Apple music and like Spotify and stuff like yeah. that does not show anything at all. No, and, right, um, yeah. and it's kind of like now just recently it's pissed me off too. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, dude, I don't have this song out. I don't have this song. out, I don't have this song out, which completely changes like, um, I would assume most people's perception of like what I make, how I make it. And like, right. you know, like the, versatility i guess so i've kind of like not necessarily fucked myself over with that but just like i'm gonna just start posting yeah no for sure just keep doing it yeah i gotta just keep posting music because like also at the same time though too is so many instances where i've made a song and then i've liked it i've listened to it more than anyone else will listen to it and then i get sick of it and then i don't end up posting it and then i listen to it like a year later and i'm like right fuck did i not Dude, and it's so. like super healthy, I think, to be like hypercritical about yourself because that's how you progress. Like a lot of people just will throw like anything out there and that's where you're just like going to fail because you, you you need to know like what hits and what doesn't. Like this part's sick, this part needs work, you know, and you just need to be like hyper aware of it. And I feel like you are and that's really, really good. And I, I feel like you haven't put any bad tracks out. Honestly, I like everything I've heard. It's all like it's different and it's consistently like getting better, but like even like your early stuff, even like that first song you put out, what was it? Golden something? Golden City? Yeah. Fucking great song. Like, I know you were like, obviously a lot younger, like your voice is like different, but like, dude, that was, that was the fucking bop. <laughs> dude, I can't listen to that song. I hear it, I'm like, oh shit. But also it's just, it's not bad though. That's what I'm saying. It's not like, yeah, it's not your best, but it's like not bad. The thing is though too, is what I've, also realized over time too is um i'm kind of going in like a 360 again because yeah for a lot of songs that i didn't necessarily post and like that i would listen to um i would say during like 2022 is that in a sense i was like um in some of my songs i like overcome i i overcomplicated in a sense because i am my biggest critic so like I would forget that sometimes, sometimes at least simplicity is key. Yeah. And I would just, but I, that wasn't in my head at the time. Like I would have so many things to say. So I would, that's where the rapping came into more. So then I would start rapping more because I'm like, I have so much to say. I can't sing this through the whole song because then it's going to be a 25 minute song. Yeah, totally. I I mean, yeah. So that's why I guess I kind of started going into like more like rapping aspect of things. Um, but uh, my bad, I keep looking right here. I'm looking at my phone because I'm. Yeah, these are all you're, like, I'm doing the same. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, totally good. But so there's that. But now I'm honestly just like I need to. I'm also like remembering how like listening, how I mean the difference between listening to music as like me creating it and me mm-hmm. like actually listening to it as right. like a consumer, um, and. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just uh I guess I don't fully like know my know my exact sound yet though, so I don't know what hits or what doesn't. So right. it's just like a 50-50, but honestly, I just post like I get the approval at least of like a few people. Yeah. And uh, I mean, all the people that I surround myself are very critical as well and like they're brutally honest, which I appreciate the most because it's like 100%. that's the way I grew up. Like I love the truth more than anything. That's why bitter truth that's why I made bitter truth. 
exactly no bullshit yeah, yeah exactly I get that. um so like if something's bad like tell me um but also yeah. at the end of the day music is subjective so for sure I'll show it to a lot of different people and um finally now i made another account uh just well it's just sunny soldier music um yeah. just so i can freely post everything because i feel like my main one right now it's just turned into more of like a um, like a, less of like my personal account and more of like it's like a I'm my own brand in that. No, totally. So I don't want to like like I don't know. I'm I'm very critical of like what I post on like my like main Instagram for some fucking reason. Like it's not a bad thing though. I feel that. Like honestly. Dude, I had I had to send demos actually last night to somebody, like a musician that I'm gonna be working with. I'm doing an EP in like a few months myself, but um he sent me notes back this morning and he was like, Oh, if we can only do like four songs due to like money concerns, like I wanted to do six, but he was like, Oh, we could do four and make them like really good. And one of the songs he said, don't include is like my favorite song. And I was like, Oh, like, how could we not include that? But it's like, you know, sometimes you got to take their advice, you know, with a grain of salt, but you know, a lot. Uh, well, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's my favorite song, though, I have to put that shit on. Right. See, that's that's where I'm at. I have to send him like a new demo version because like the one that I sent him is more like an acoustic. Like it wasn't like a full thing. So I'm just going to like go on GarageBand and just kind of like scrabble something out, out for him, I guess. And then I think he'll see what I'm saying because I definitely think it's the single for sure. Um, But he was saying, and I kind of agree with it, like you don't really need like a six song EP. Like you really could get away with like three or four these days. Cause a lot of people like once they hear the first couple songs, they're not into it. They move on. So if you put yeah. out like a three song EP and it's all fire, like it's going to take off. And that's that I kind of agree with that. Like that actually works. You just got to focus on your best stuff and not worry about like just throwing like unnecessary stuff that you think might work out there until you fine tune it until you're like, you know, this is going to work. I'm satisfied. You know, you get all that feedback you want. Uh -huh. Yeah, honestly, like three song EP, sound, like three three to four is like sounds good to me. Yeah, that's like I, I I was dude, I was trying to get like eight, and then I realized that that's an album, right? <laughs> dude, and they want they want a lot of money. It's like you know I don't know how much you were charging, but sometimes it's like five hundred a song or like four hundred for mastering afterwards. You know, it adds up. So I mean, like just focusing on like three songs is fine. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's definitely. different, you know. But. Yeah, no. Um, what what's what's funny though too is um. I also started working on the EP though. Too. Well, not it's not why I started working on it, but also the reason why I did I I guess that many songs. I think I did, I, I think I did like five or six. Yeah. Um, was because so I was all the music that I was posting was through um this um distribution company called a uh, Record Union. Yeah, um, yeah. And um the thing is is like my sister had like all access to it. Like she would post all the songs for me. I didn't know how to do any of it. I didn't really care. Right. Uh, I was just like, I'll make the songs and then you know how to like <laughs> you disperse it. Yeah, you just post it. Like <laughs> uh, so <laughs> um she had uh she also had the PayPal too. And like she would see all the transactions and everything, and like I had no idea that I was making any money off of the songs. Uh, because the thing is, I also had a, uh, an account on SoundCloud, and this yeah. is like when I first started posting songs, and like I would make like thirty bucks like a month right. for like this song that had like 
a hundred thousand views and i was like oh bet like this is dope right <laughs> I like, any bread like just off of like music which was so cool to me yeah um uh just recently like i was like okay i'm about to turn 18 like let's like look like let's look at the account um yeah. we got to transfer everything over like i know how to do it now and stuff and um i saw the numbers i was that i was getting i was like whoa bro like it's not bad it's pretty good it's not bad at all that's like, crazy so I was, but it, it's obviously not like fucking super, super insane, but yeah, it was just so cool to me because the thing is, it's not, it wasn't about the money. I mean, there was a number to it that made me kind of like obviously hype, but I was just like, yeah, I was stoked because I was like, dude, what made me so happy is like, I, and still to this day, I don't care. Like I wasn't doing it for the money. Yeah. Like, I, I really wasn't. Like, I would deadass just make the songs. And even in my studio, like, that's just my outlet. Like, I'm I'm fucking obsessed with it. Like, I can't, right. can't explain it. But, like, I finally, like, I found, like, another obsession. I'm very, like, zero to 100. You know what I mean? I'm either doing something or I'm not doing it at all. Yeah. And, um, so, it was just cool because I was reading this thing. And it was, like, you get paid for the shit that you don't, like, that you're not necessarily working for that you're actually just creating you know what i mean like right so in my head i was i i just kept thinking i'm like damn like that's just how shit works like even with skating i had no initial yeah. intent like i was never doing it for like you're not doing it for i wasn't doing it for the money and then things kind of you know i mean just with my progression yeah just for sure gradually working um along with acting and everything so like um I just think it's um, I don't know, I don't know why why I brought that up, but no, dude, I feel that though, for real. Like you can't. I, I, in my head, I was trying to like think of like some like like philosophical shit, but like it is, <laughs> it, is, it, is it is it is true though, because it's like when you're not really um, I don't know, when you're just doing it for like the love of it, I feel like things like kind of just like start working out. You can't put a price on creativity, you know what I mean? Like Never. the fact that you can just create every day is like the coolest thing ever. And like, that's so much more important than money. I feel the same way. Like I move out to LA just because I want to do the thing, you know, it's just, you, you can't worry too much about money. Like at the end of the day, but obviously with what you're doing, like it's cool. You get like both worlds, you know what I mean? And if you're doing it right, it will happen and it'll just continuously get better. It's just, you, you got to go down the right path, you know? Yeah. It's also, I don't know. I guess it's, I feel like it's also hard, not harder now in this day and age to like, like with music, but I feel like it's so oversaturated. Like music is just so oversaturated. Oh, so it's like, hundred percent. I feel like sometimes, like, what does discourage me sometimes though is like, and I've talked to so many people like in the, <laughs> they're like, bro, it doesn't matter if your song is good or not. It's all marketing. It's all this. Yeah. What discourages me so much is because I'm like, fuck, like. I love this song so much. I want to post it. And like, I'm not, I'm not like a mark. I'm not like a marketer. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make those yeah. videos or like TikToks, like where it's like, I'm showing my dad this song for the first time in the car. Let's see what he has to think about it. Purely out of like love for music. And I like hope that other people listen to it and they enjoy it. Um, but it's, it just feels like so difficult right now. Cause right. it is a lot of like promotion, like marketing and everything. Um, but, um, there's definitely a balance to it for sure. You know, 
Yeah, because also, I mean, that that's at least like what like a few like of my friends are saying and stuff. They're just like, bro, good music is still good music at the end of the day. Like, exactly. It, maybe the right person finds it. Like, it could, you know, it could do well. Because, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of songs that I make just for myself and strictly for myself. Yeah. And actually, that's most, that's how I go into it with every song. Honestly, I'm not thinking like, okay, this is what people are going to like. I'm never doing it for that. I'm doing it from like my own interpretation. Right what i see in the world and what i think and how i feel at that certain moment right so that's me and then if i'm like okay i'm confident enough to like where the lyrics aren't like this deep or i'll give it to the rest of the world um but um i don't know sometimes i would just want like i guess it's i guess sometimes it's just a song like that really matters because with bitter truth i did no marketing on it Right, no, for sure. I didn't post anything about it, and uh, I guess it's, it did still up. blew up. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's just like a process that you got to just like trust. Yeah, dude, you can't worry about it. Um, so I got some film questions now. Well, I guess we'll jump into that. Um, but first, actually, are you gonna are you gonna plan on doing any music videos for any of those? I yeah, like I'm. Yeah. Uh, I did a I did a lyric video for this one song rose gold off the ep but that was also really rushed too we didn't really have an idea i was just like i want a video out yeah but i've honestly been writing so many um video ideas for certain songs and everything that's it um, which has actually also helped me too with writing songs because now i'm like it'll actually help if i kind of create a music or like a video or a kind of a, a story that i could see as a music video through the song you know what i mean Right. So then it has more of a chronological order. So then the song is more of a story. Yeah. So, and you, you could definitely incorporate the merch in there too, especially the ski mask, you know, use like a lo-fi video, like old Sony camcorder or something and just do the thing. Oh yeah, dude. I, I'm already working on the video right now. It's me and my homie. Like, uh, we're in the ski masks. Uh, it's, it's, it looks sick. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I was working on it for, uh, um, what song? Um, the song Loki. Oh, uh, sick. Yeah. That was, that was one of the better. That was one of my favorite songs off the EP. I like that one. That was that was probably my favorite one off the EP. That was probably the only one I think I liked. I like that one. And then um Rose Gold was cool, but it could've it could have had so much more. But low key, I was like, I'm doing a video to this one. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, you know, you just always know. You have a hunch, like that's the one. And I, I agree with that. We'll return after these messages. Show me love if I'm vulnerable 
have done some shit I made my dough Cause money comes and money flows A stay like this gon' make you fall I'm on the move, I'm on the go Been on my mind but I'm keeping my feel slow Giving you a sign that I like you showing it slowly Saying that you like me but I don't think that you know me Giving you a version of myself if it's your story Well, yeah, dude, never worry about like pleasing expectations. It's all about what you want. And that goes for film too. Like no matter what anybody wants, like even just because you did mid nineties, like everybody's like expecting you to do like mid nineties too. Like, fuck that. I know you want to probably do other movies and just focus on other things in your life. Like just do you never worry about what other people say. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, also with, um, the act, I mean, acting stuff right now. Um, well, I mean, obviously there's a strike, but yeah um i feel like most people forget though too is that like you're not necessarily making the decision if you're in the next project or not totally right but i mean like it's like it's not like after mid 90s i was like all right i dropped the thing like yeah um i'm still auditioning and stuff and everything and sometimes it's just like some i mean there were a few roles that i've declined but it's just because it's like dude one movie can either make you or it can break you you know what i mean very true yeah also with that with acting and everything that's still like also another like creative outlet to me um to where you can the way that i look at acting at least is you i think everyone has multiple personalities and identities right right but then mask it always with one but i think with acting you basically are not looked at as a weirdo to show these other characters that you have in your head you know what i'm right. saying right because i feel like and that that's where it comes into where it's just like being you just being less camera shy and obviously there's memorizing lines and everything but it's yeah literally just like letting yourself become another character um that is also a part of you that you never even knew that you had you know what i mean right yeah um you're you're in control so- of where you're taking it yeah exactly um so i think it's um i think it's i think it's a very like interesting art and um actually i'm supposed to well my sister and i are working on a script right now we're going to start shooting it um hopefully soon we just need a sick thing um but i will be working on another project uh i think in um i don't even know i mean the script's finished they're just waiting on the strike right now uh so right, everything's right. just on hold right now um for sure yeah but if anything though i'm kind of there were times when i was like talking to like my mom and stuff when i was like i think like 15 16 and i was like bro, how the fuck am i not booking anything right now yeah um but also i was going through like an awkward stage and i looked like uh i don't know but <laughs> now i feel that there were um there were certain things to where i i looking back at it now and I'm like, dude, if I started working consistently again, though, right after mid 90s, I did do another project after I did like two other projects after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I was also working on God of War, though, too, which kind of prevented me from working on a lot of other projects. Yeah. Um, but during that time, though, I got to work on the like start superstitious and like start making music and stuff right uh, 
which has honestly been like so fucking awesome to me. Like I, I think that like it's good to kind of like have like breaks individually and also like I've had time to kind of like figure out like who I am, like whatever the fuck I'm doing at least. Right. Before being thrown into it, like still at such an early age, because I feel like during from when I first started acting till now, like it's all been a gradual growth. You know what I mean? Totally. So yeah. it's like overnight, which is actually I'm very honestly like grateful to have because I've kind of learned to grow with the the all this, you know, like attention and um right and everything instead of, you know you know what i mean um yeah. so um yeah i think everything's like working out pretty well right now um i do i can't wait to get back on set though because it has been a while of uh, course yeah dude you're so good at acting too and you're you're multi-talented so it's like whenever you have a downtime from anything you can do the other thing you know what i mean so it's like if you're not doing a film you could work on music if you're not doing that you can work on your brand like that's what's so cool about what you do and you also just skate all day every day so it's like you have so many different outlets to, to look towards and I wouldn't worry about it at all. I think honestly, when the strike ends, I think you'll be right back in there. And I think, I think the next big thing is like, you know, stones throw away, honestly, just a matter of like when. Yeah. I'm also, I, I have a like weird, like gut feeling though, <laughs> that there's a situation to where like, I feel like it's going to be like a Murphy's law or not Murphy's law, but like something like that to where, it's a situation where I'm going to have to either do music or acting. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, there's a lot of actors in the, in the game right now. They're doing both. And I feel like just like at the level you're doing it anyway, like you absolutely can manage it. But like, I feel like if a good film opportunity comes up, just obviously go towards that. And then whenever you have the breaks, just do shows, record a new thing, you know, just fill, fill the gaps, you know? Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. I was thinking, like, what if there's, like, this big tour I could do? And right. Like this, like, because there's so many fucking times that shit has happened to me with, like, skating and acting. Because people would always ask me, what would you rather pick? And I'm like, I'm going to do both. But then right. there's some certain situations, I'd still have to, like, sacrifice one or the other. Um, right. But I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think my whole thing is I'm well, – I'm a – definitely a workaholic like i don't really yeah can't stop but th th that's what's fun to me though is because it's like that's what's i feel like what keeps like people and humans alive is like progression you know what i mean totally I can't fucking stand it like when i'm plateaued or when i'm not doing anything sitting uh, still sucks oh it's horrible, horrible. um but i started meditating so like <laughs> how's that I'm, working <laughs> i'm trying it because uh <laughs> dude it's hard it's hard because but then I also realized that, too, it's like if you're too busy to meditate, like then you. Well, it's like some saying, like if you think you're too busy to do 10 minutes of meditation, then like you got to do an hour of meditation type. Right. Shit. So I've been trying to do that to kind of like balance everything and make sure I don't overthink things, because sometimes I get in my head sometimes. But no, I feel that. I guess it's just like a balance that I need to. I need to find i think i mean honestly as of right now though everything's fucking great like i'm super excited i'm super excited for the drop and uh i'm literally gonna go to the studio tonight we record another uh, few songs um hell yeah but um yeah dude you're making it happen it's gonna happen i wouldn't even worry about it like everything's happening
So it's just obviously the strike. A lot of people are in their heads like I am, too. But it's just like we got like two more months, I think. I think January or February will be back up and running. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, still, even then, like when it even before it happened a little bit, then like I was like, dude, that's when my sister and I started writing the the script. Yeah. Um, because I was like, dude, if I want to start working on another project or something like i'm fucking in control of whatever i want to do you know what i mean always so it's our own project you know what i mean yeah and you can uh, always weigh the options at, at like any given moment yeah so uh but I, I, honestly I'm, I'm just so happy i've actually had the time to work on music because i really do love it um and even when i i, I went to um some audition or I, I think it was like a call back in New York and I literally brought my whole studio with me. Yeah. So yeah. I go back to the hotel. I'm still like recording. So like I'm an addict with that shit. So do you have one of those like focus, right? Audio boxes or. Yeah. yeah I have the <laughs> universal. What is it? Uh, Apollo. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So I got that. And then I got the, the U87. Dope. So, yeah. It's uh, it's good. That's game changing. You could bring it on the road. That's everything. Oh yeah. Dude. The U87. <laughs> game changer so here, here's a bunch of film questions because obviously we gotta we gotta please everybody but um did you actually crack a rib while skating outside of the sacred deer set yeah i did hilarious uh did you hide it from the filmmakers through the whole shoot um uh i no i didn't because i, I the, some of the other shoots i had were um were hospital scenes. So I was literally in a hospital laying on the bed so I could like, I think I lied for like maybe like two days and then they found out eventually. That's amazing. Is uh is Yorgo as, as wild of a dude as he seems or is he a lot more normal like behind the scenes in comparison to like the work? A lot more normal. Dude, his movie is amazing. Like, oh, dude, they're insane. I love what he goes for. That, that was actually the first one I had seen and that was back when like movie pass was a thing and you could just go to like a movie a day and just see whatever and everybody would just yeah. go see literally anything. I went to see that and like did not expect what I saw whatsoever. Oh, dude, it's it's hysterical. Psychologically, brain fucker. It's a brain fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but fucking love that movie. Um, so how exactly do they make your eyes bleed in the film? Was it like a little tube, or is that like? No, they actually put. Oh, yeah, it was so uncomfortable too, dude. They put this like eye gel. I mean, this like like this gel to where it's like basically your tears are blood and like yeah. they put it under like the socket of your eye whoa and um i guess it's like fine for the eyes but uh it's like some type of like syrup and it is so weird because it leaves your eyes like like super like like bloodshot uh, almost feel, yeah it feels like bloodshot for like two days <laughs> Holy shit. but that scene was so worth it like that is the sickest photo ever oh it's crazy did it like yeah, burn your eyes? Like, did it hurt while like it was coming down or anything? Like burn? No, it's like sticky. Like, and then mm. there were times when like my eyes, I couldn't touch my face, and they would have to get like this little uh oh dude yeah I remember it's bringing back memories. <laughs> little toothpick because my eyes would completely shut together because my eyelashes would um like glue almost. Yeah, they would like glue on together. So then <laughs> every scene they would have to like try to like open my eyes back up. Right, dude, that's insane. How exactly do you guys make a straight face while like every character is like having such a flatline dialogue delivery the whole time? 
This is uh, so funny. <laughs> uh, honestly, we don't like. I, we just get lucky, like one of the takes. But uh, <laughs> like during mid nineties, there were a lot of scenes where like we were super tired. We were already shooting for like ten hours. Yeah. And uh, it's like a ser- super serious scene, bro. And we're just dying laughing. And Jonah would like be laughing for a little bit, and then like <laughs> probably like eight scenes after. I mean, like eight takes after, I'll be like, "All right, guys, like." yeah on, together um i heard but, i heard he definitely gets stressed sometimes on sex he's he's so focused on his vision but like i heard he was real chill on mid 90s he was super chill um there were only two times where he and it actually there were only two times to where he was more um dialed in yeah which was like there were projects that i've worked on where like him being like super strict and shit that happened those two days is like every day for like some people that I've worked with for sure. And then the days that they really lose it is like, yeah. and the thing is it made complete sense too. I mean, it was only uh, these two days and uh, he wouldn't, he wasn't even flipping out. It was just, everything was un- like, nothing was coordinated. Right. It was a big, um, it was that yeah. like guard scene at this, um, at like the skate shop and shit. Yeah. 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 More of like the extras and everything. So he's just like, please, can you, Make sure those people do their job and their job. Right. Um, so that was just chaos and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's super mellow, super great to work with. Dude, what a debut too. Fucking fantastic. Um, so what what I, I just thought this was funny, but what what are your thoughts on Nicole Kidman's AMC video? <laughs> Have you I seen it? <laughs> hey. Was it have you seen it like at the AMC where like she like presents it now? Like every time you go to a movie at AMC, she's like the person that comes on screen and is like, hey, welcome to AMC. Dude, okay, I think I did see the the video for it, but I didn't know that they played it on every single every played- single movie. Dude, people people quote it. People literally cheer whenever she comes on screen because it's such a like a thing now. It's like a gag almost. No fucking way. Go see a movie. You'll die, dude. Go see like a movie on like opening night with like a full crowd and you'll see people just cheer. They like they know all the lines of what she says. It's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh yeah. There's like merch been made about it. Cause like her yeah. her, her big line is like uh fuck, I don't even remember the line, but there's like a line where it's like uh I can't even think of it. I'll I'll send you it, but you'll die, dude. It's so funny. Wait, no, I did see it at the theater, but I thought it was just like a one-time thing. Like, <laughs> no, no, it was so chaotically like perfect that they're already they already made a new one. Apparently, like they they signed her up to do another video that's gonna last like a whole nother year. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yes, that's what I heard. It's hysterical. <laughs> that is sick. I need to rewatch that later. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonah Hill showed up at your local skate park, Stoner, to come meet you and pitch you for the role in mid '90s, which that must have been truly insane. But he found out you worked with like another director that he knew, and just decided to introduce himself to you, and you just mesh well. Yeah, he actually it was your ghost. Oh, okay, it was. Yeah, 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 it was your ghost. So um, after or no, no, he came to the skate park. He was looking for. He wasn't looking for the main character. He was looking for like um, anyone. Uh, yeah, I guess like for maybe like extras and I think like other uh people. I think he was looking for like fourth grade. Yeah. Uh and everything. But um I was there too and um I guess when Jonah saw me he was like, Oh, like what's up with this kid? Um and also Mikey, the owner of Illegal Civ, was the producer on the film too. So he uh 
they both came up to me. They're like, yo, what's up? Mikey basically explained to me like the whole gist and everything. And then Jonah was just like, have you like had any acting, acting experience or anything like that? And I was like, yeah, I just finished this movie um, with this director. And I almost forgot your ghost's name too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh well no it's not i i remembered his first name but i couldn't i was trying to think of his last name i was like Jurgos Latimos, and um he was like no fucking way and he's i was like, like yo oh, i love the lobster <laughs> yeah and um he actually didn't believe me um when really? i told him <laughs> so uh i think like <laughs> after like we talked we, we were talking and stuff and then I guess he was just like, all right, yeah, well, like, we'll keep in touch and everything. And then I was in a group chat with Mikey and Jonah. And yeah. then Colin Yergo is like, oh, I guess, I think that day of or like the day after. And he's like, yeah, but do you know this kid, Sonny? Like, is this uh, is this a real thing? And he's like, Yergo gassed me up, I guess. So <laughs> Yergo, uh, but Yergo is like, no, Sonny's great. Like, you really got to work with him. He's whatever, blah, blah. So uh, that's wild. Yeah. That is so sick. And you were, you were only 11 at the time, right? You were 11. Yeah, I was 11. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Did you have any idea that like the eventual success that that was going to have? Or like, could you even gauge it? Does anybody have an idea? Um, like, obviously it was a big deal, but it was still Jonah's like debut. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess in my head though, in my head at the time, um, it just, it was like, just like another like project to me. I was just like, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking any project that I'd have done. Like I, I didn't really, and I still don't like have any like expectation. You know what I mean? Right. I was just, I enjoy working on the project. And then once it out, once it's out, like we'll just see what happens. But yeah, I did not think it was going to get the success that it, it got. And the thing is though, too, it's like, it did very well when it came out, but then even during COVID, that's when it also got like a second wave of like yeah uh, recognition um so then after covid when i like would go out and stuff then it was like even crazier um but yeah i mean honestly i just had it was it was just so cool like being able to work on that project because like for me to skate every day and then also work on a movie yeah. like Two and two just work together. So I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. No, for sure. I actually I actually went to the one of the first screenings of it. Uh, I think it was one of the SAG screenings. It was in like September of 2018, I want to say. And like all you guys were there. And I saw Jonah on the way out while I was like driving out. I was like, yo, Jonah, what's up? Great movie. <laughs> he was like, yo, dude. <laughs> it was so sick. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's sick. Um, did he actually take your phone away on set? Um... Nah, that was... I saw you say that somewhere. I don't know. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. That was before before we started filming. Um oh, okay. That was before we started filming. So we had we didn't have our phones. And I think for like the first I think it was like a week. Um no, yeah, there were actually a lot of times where we didn't have our phones now that I remember it. Just to, but, to make it feel like it was the nineties, just like Yeah, 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 yeah. Um he actually gave us iPods. Oh, sweet. So he took our phones away, and then I think he gave us iPods, and uh, because <laughs> it was just like he wanted the feel of like the '90s though too. Like I feel like it was more of like a nostalgia as well, because everyone was just like hanging out. Like you know what I mean? Like right. Like he like, and honestly, I love that too because 
that's the thing when like before you couldn't fill in that awkward silence you couldn't fill in that um conversation that just died out and then now you guys are just sitting there type shit you know what i mean like right, people yeah. on their phone after be like yeah, yeah that's dope and then they'll go on their phone after and then whatever um so like it was it was very um it was very intimate with everyone you know what i mean so it was like we're all dialed in and we're felt like we we're in the 90s right and it's almost like your method acting you know and you're just you're focused you're not like just distracted constantly and that's that's sick whenever you can hang out with anybody these days and they're not on their phones that's just like a blessing in disguise oh yeah it's amazing that's so sick um so because you were shooting on film were there a lot of scenes that were just one or two takes like a lot less yeah. takes than usual yeah um no 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 it was about the same amount Jonah went over budget with that um with the certain takes and stuff but he knew that it was worth it like for certain scenes like yeah, yeah. um but um, actually, one of the scenes that was probably only like one or two takes was the scene where I'm like screaming in the car to uh, Captain Watterson, where I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, here, fuck you, mom. <laughs> yeah, that one actually took, that one was probably like, well, I think it was one or two tries. Um, because on the second one, when we did that one, I was like, that one was it. Like, Jonah was like, fuck yeah, that was amazing. We don't need to do anymore. Because then there's yeah. some scenes like that where it's so emotionally training that the next take you're going to do is just not the same. Yeah, it's just like, like it check the gate. Beautiful. We're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I heard he was like busting kickflips on set. Is he like, I heard he's not that bad of a skater. Like, he's actually pretty solid. Yeah, bro. And no one believes it to this day that he's a kickflip. I, I can believe it. That guy's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we had no. We filmed it on. I filmed it on a GoPro too, but yeah. I don't know where that footage went. Oh, it just disappeared. Yeah, I don't know whose GoPro it was. I think it was like some random person's GoPro. Dude, but who like, even uses GoPros? I had like three of those things. I don't think I ever uploaded any footage. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're I, so short lived. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it makes sense for like snowboarding and shit, but yeah, for sure. But like, how whack is it to have to do schoolwork on set, like while you're working? Like, obviously, you know, when you're underage, they make you, like, go away for a couple hours. Like, that kind of sucks, right? Yeah, it would actually, I remember during, I think it was mostly during mid-90s, too, that would suck. Because all, all of the other projects, like, I was a lot younger and, like, everyone else were, like, complete adults and stuff. Right. Like, it was just, like, they're doing their own thing. They're going back to their trailer and, like, whatever. And then I'm just going back to, like, back on school set. Um, but with mid-90s, <laughs> that shit sucked because, luckily... Um, I only had to do like two weeks, two two weeks of school because then the rest we filmed in summer. Yeah. Um, but during those two weeks, it was so annoying because I was like, after like we do a take and stuff, I'm like, I want to hang out with like, because everyone on the set was my like homie. Right. So, yeah. I was so mad. Um, but then I think um like during like some periods I'd get like my sister would be on set with me too sometimes, so I'd get her like to do my work for me and stuff yeah uh it, it it would honestly only depend on the studio teacher like there were some studio teachers that were just fucking super cool like they're amazing like some of them like helped me even you know like yeah i know, you know for like sure. my way through some stuff and like whatever um like guided but, you that's but sick. Then there were some that were just pains in the ass like for <laughs> god of war, bro god of war um because obviously even on ragnarok too yeah that's when i was just getting into high school 
and like every different week there'd be a new studio teacher so some would be cool and then some would be super strict that sucks so uh yeah it was i'm out of school now though i don't care i'm yeah anymore. school <laughs> school definitely sucks it is worth it but yeah it's like yeah no i failed that yeah i get that <laughs> how many of those guys do you like still keep in touch with like these days uh i keep in touch with uh olin uh olin Prennett. um i keep in touch with all of them yeah. um uh, uh, like nakel nakel played Ray, Owen played fuck shit, uh, fourth grade, Ryder, um, Gio, Ruben. I, pl- I mean, obviously, definitely like after mid-90s, we were hanging out a lot more. But we are all still in L.A. We all see each other like pretty frequently. And like I'll still hit them up like, yo, what are you doing? Right. Um, but yeah. I saw Ryder actually recently at like a party uh, that we were all at. And I think he's like friends with some of my homies, which is kind of funny. Uh, but he's yeah, no, Ryder, Ryder's dope. He's he's super low key. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so you made an appearance on Jimmy Fallon to promote the movie. How nerve wracking was that? And like, were you worried at all that you were gonna fumble the kickflip at the end? Oh, dude, it's like a one take operation. Like you either fumble it or you do it. I was shitting bricks, bro. <laughs> I wasn't even nervous about the kickflip. Uh, I was nervous about just the the interview because then that's when shit really hit the fan and like or made me realize like whoa this is like this is the real deal like millions of people are gonna watch this and like if i say something stupid like it's gonna be there forever yeah so that's when it hit me and i was like in the room because i I was doing so much press and this was like the last thing of the press basically yeah and um yeah, I was super, I remember being so nervous. And I told my mom, like, because I, I guess I was in, like, one of, like, the waiting rooms and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling my mom, like, bro, I want to leave. Like, I don't even want to do this right now. Like, like I might have to cancel. And then she's like, bro, just chill. Like, you're fine. Like, just talk. Like, say whatever you want to say. And um, I guess, like, Jonah came in in the room for a second because I think he was doing SNL. And then he had a, like, I think he finished earlier because uh, he, wa- he wanted to see, like, me do the, me do Fallon. And uh, I think Jonah came in the room and he's like, bro, it's all good. Like, don't stress. You've done this before. And then actually, like five minutes later, Justin Timberlake and um, <laughs> Fallon come in my and come in the room and before the show. And they're like, yo, yeah. bro, it's all good. Like, and then they were just like comforting me and stuff. That's and, crazy. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, when I when I went on and stuff, I was. It, it was fine but the thing is with the kickflip then once the kickflip actually like they're like all right yeah let's let's do the kickflip now whatever i had so much fucking like m- so many like mics on me and yeah. like it was the worst spots too so i was like oh dude if i fumble this <laughs> um, but you nailed it though you know was timberlake was he the music guest yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense that's um, yeah, I actually hit him up recently. Uh, I want I just DM'd him because we follow each other. Um, I DM'd him to see if he uh would be down to like listen to like some like some of my EP and stuff. He replied. Um, That'd be crazy. And then um, I just gotta like send him the link and stuff. But you gotta do it. That's that's nuts. That'd be that'd be huge. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh did you play any like the Tony Hawk games growing up or was that like, you know? 
Um, no, nah, I played uh I didn't play Tony Hawk. Actually, no, I did. I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. I did play Tony Hawk this one where you would have like it was on the Wii or something. Yeah. And uh you had you'd have to get this board with it. Was, was it Project Eight? Might have been Project Eight. I don't know, but it was like it was like a controller as a skateboard. And you could like you'd have to move like that. Yeah, I remember that. I played that once. I don't know, was that Tony Hawk? That was Tony Hawk for sure. It might not have been uh, Project Eight. It might have been later than that. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Or wasn't it like Upride or something? It was called Upride. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I barely remember playing that. I remember like playing like I got the Xbox 360. I was playing like Skate One, Skate Two. Yeah, those are sick. For me, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, dude. Not only was that like the coolest fucking skating game ever, but like the soundtrack on that got me into so many bands, so many artists. Like to this day, it's like some of my favorite songs of all time, just because it's from Dude, that, that game. game. That game also made skating so big too. Huge, huge. It um, did. What are some of like the nastiest spills you've taken while skating? Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> well, I've fractured my tibia. Lovely. Um. I cracked like both of my wrists like four times, um, but like kind of like a hairline fracture. But I wouldn't even put like a full cast on it. I would just put a splint on. Yeah, uh, I've rolled both of my ankles. I don't even know like the severity of them because I never got them checked. But I was out for a while. Um, uh, I've I've uh split my pinky. Um. I've smacked my head too many times. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I guess. Oh, I also fucking um, misaligned my jaw and cracked my nose, uh, which was so fucking painful. I blacked out. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I mean, still to this day, it's, like, messed up. So I have to, I've been, like, having to do these, like, like physical, like, therapy things. Um Damn, it stinks. But hopefully I don't have to do, like, surgery on it because it clicks a lot, so I have to, like, put it back in place. Um, Damn. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I dude, there's probably, like, so many I haven't even listed. I probably hit my head too many times to, like, yeah. forget the <laughs> Um You catch any of these on video? Like, if you just eating shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, I have, um, hmm. No, most of the, most of the really bad ones are not on video. That's wild. That's kind of a bummer, honestly. It sucks. It sucks. It's like, I mean, obviously, I do have like a lot of falls that were just like bad falls, like you could tell. Like, yeah. I mean, one where I like scorpioned off like this rail and I like fell straight to my neck, my like legs over my head. Oh man. Um, but yeah, dude, it's always it's it's never it's never it's never captured because it's always on the tricks that you, <laughs> it's always on the tricks that you always do. Yeah. That you would never think like, oh, I'd get hurt on this. The tricks that that I would try sometimes that like I'm getting out of my comfort zone and I'm super fucking scared to try. Right. For the first time, that's usually when I don't get hurt because I'm like super cautious of what I'm doing. It's usually yeah. when I try to flip off like a, a little like set or something and I just like end up like, I don't know, something. That's hysterical. Um, so you had another fun role in the house with a clock on its walls directed by the famed horror director, Eli Roth. What was, what was he honestly like to work with? Like he, he seems like he's got a very chill, but chaotic energy to him. 
Oh, he was dope. He was dope. He uh, yeah. he just felt like a friend on set. It didn't even feel like he was like a director. It was like right. He's chill. Yeah, he's super cool. Um, so it was super fun shooting with him. Um, yeah, actually, that House of the Clock and its Walls. It was so um, it was random too because I don't think I even auditioned for it. Um, and uh, initially, I was actually I they offered me to play the main character. Really, but I read the script and I was like, okay, I want to do the Tarby one because I couldn't see myself playing the other one. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I think that was like the best, the best decision for me at that time. Yeah. Um, but that one was sick because that was the first film that I've done. That was like kind of like a more like family like, friendly, family friendly type of film. All, all my other films were like either like horror or like, can I just say, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? The cool uh, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was cool to do that though, because even like till this day, like sometimes I'll be like, like if I like go to Disney or something, I've been to like there were like some like things where like there would be like little kids. Yeah. Like oh, you're Tarby. Like, and it's so cool seeing like a four year old, like or, like a yeah. four year old kid, like, um, you know, like fan and stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, no, that project was really cool. Um. And honestly, what's funny, though, too, is when we were shooting it, like, it felt, like, so fast. So when I watched the movie for the first time, I didn't even think I had that many scenes. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I had, like, two scenes, and it was just, like, a... It's spaced out good, though. It kind of feels like you're still, like, one of the main characters. Yeah, so, um, no, that, that project was really fun. Um, really fun. I mean, there were probably, like, two scenes that I completely cringed when I watched, but... <laughs> nah, it was good. Cool. That was a fun one. Um, so you play Atreus, as you said, in God of War. Must have been super sick to be nominated for the BAFTA Award for Best Performance in a Video Game. How was the uh, the award ceremony? It's so nerve-wracking. Yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I was at... Um, okay, because this time around... Okay, so when I got nominated for the BAFTAs last time, like, I knew that Chris was going to win all of them. Yeah. Uh, legend and also at the same time though too i was also as supporting character as well for this one it was i think it was um like main yeah um so and i put like a lot more like effort into this one so in my head at least i was like thinking like okay maybe i might win one yeah but when i went to the baptist like the fact of me thinking of me actually like you know like i mean um like giving a speech and everything dude i had nothing prepared <laughs> and um i was so like i'm telling i i cannot lie i was actually shaking because i was like really and i started thinking i was like i don't want to get nominated i mean like i don't want to you don't want to win it yeah I don't wanna win it. <laughs> and i started looking at my sister i'm like bro i really really don't want to win like um that's amazing and um yeah, Chris Chris won and dude, I was so fucking happy. Like You're right. I was genuinely so happy. Like I can't I can't explain it because the thing is is with um with giving speech, I was giving speeches like, yeah, I can do it, but the the anticipation of it. Yeah, you freeze up. I freeze up and the thing is is like with that type of stuff though too, it's like it's it's 
in my head, like when I would like if like if I were to thank someone, like if I don't think one person, if I think this person, right, then I that person. So like right before two, I was just like, I'm gonna just say thank you to everyone, like broaden it. Yeah. But also, fuck, but then those people are gonna like. So I yeah. start losing my shit. Um, yeah, your head's in just like a million different places. I feel that. With uh, yeah, with giving a speech, but um, I mean. I am. I'm. I'm very grateful to be like nominated for that. Um, Dude, that's all you, you could ask for, honestly. That's super sick. Yeah. So that's just that's been a blessing, and just just with that alone. So. So on on the first one, your your face was actually too small to get the CGI CGI dots on it, right? Yeah. That's crazy. How do they figure that out? Just go slower with it. No, they had to put like I don't even know how many more dots, but I think there's usually like thirty. 38 dots they had to put like 56 dots or some shit wow um it's the thing is is it's a like it's a facial scan like recognition thing so it's not like they're just putting dots wherever it's very specific so for them to do that on uh, my face i guess it was like a little bit of an inconvenience but right i just remember that being so funny to me because they didn't tell me until like years later where they're like yeah dude remember you know this soon we had to put these dots in your face whatever um yeah. but yeah i mean i'm i i got used to the dots over Hell over yeah. some, um but it's it's it was really fucking uncomfortable like taking them off was really bad but then the older i got i would take them off and then the the makeup the the hair and makeup people they would actually give me like this skincare thing so my skin was so clean and right. clear at the time because I was like applying this shit, um, so I might I need to get back on that uh, regime regimen regime. Yeah, I can never say that word either. Re- regime, 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 regime. regime. <laughs> Yo, what's what's some of the best advice you received working in the film and skating industries and music, like just across the board? What's some of the best advice? Um, best advice would probably be, hmm, I'm thinking, best advice would probably be, in skating, I would say, I mean, the, the moral of the story for mid-90s was, like, fall and get back up. Yeah. And so, like, as black and white as that sounds and as cliche, like, it's true. Um, But one thing I would say is I can't think of any advice because the best advice I've probably gotten is, like, watching, like, Alan Watts on YouTube. Yeah. Um, or, like, 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 certain books I've read that are – I've gotten I've gotten really great advice, but – I've reread that advice in books that have been worded in a certain way to where it'll hit me again. Yeah. Um, But I guess the advice that I've gotten is literally just from skateboarding itself that I have applied to every other aspect of my, of my life and like in, in every other career in a sense is to where it's just like you learn to fail so many times um and you get comfortable with that you know what i mean like you get comfortable with the idea of messing up falling and like the consequences of it and then you just get so comfortable with that idea that 
um, obviously the, the, the reward will outweigh, um, all of the fails and everything. So it's just like, I guess the idea of me messing up so many times with trying a trick and just getting that one, that is so much more rewarding and you completely forget about all the pain with all your adrenaline and everything. So that's what I think about with even acting or music or everything else. Um, is even with music i can make a i'll make a hundred songs and there could just be one that will take me to the next level you know what i mean right for sure. acting, i've done so many auditions and there have been times where they said you fucking suck and get out of the room <laughs> really a little less um a little, <laughs> a little less harsh but in a sense like that actually no there has been a there has been one where it's like they they said something similar to that um they were like nah kid you're not it Beat it. Yeah. 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 Something like that. <laughs> amazing. Oh, you should trash it out. Never that's act. amazing. Um, and I love that. That should just that that that's what that's what motivates me. Um Yeah, exactly. So uh I think probably probably that. Um I mean, that's a yeah. great quote to just apply to your life, like fall, get back up. Like that's so smart. It's really true though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh um, gotta be able to take the punches, you know. And also, um, even with skating too, that I've applied with everything else is um, just visualization. Yeah. Like imagination. Like that's something that like is like um, that you, like you can access that can really just take things to like the next level. Like, and in a sense, it's a form of like manifestation or like, um like law of attraction in a sense or something to where it's like there were times when I would go up skating or there's a certain obstacle that I would look at and that night I would end up thinking about what trick I'm going to do on it and I would keep playing it in my head and I would play me falling certain ways I would do it and yeah. this way this way and this way to where I got so comfortable with that me doing the certain trick in the dream or in, not in my dream but like me visualizing while I'm closing my eyes yeah actually when i would do it in you know reality um it would feel like i've already done it a million times so it would just happen and it kind of like manifested itself so i i would do that unintentionally without me thinking like about like oh visualization whatever um with skating and then i kind of started applying that with music and then with even the clothing brand um and acting and everything like um so yeah i think that that's also been super helpful just like visualization and everything yeah it's so wild to think like what would have happened had you not moved down here and you just like maybe just did the skating thing up in atlanta like i wonder if that would have hit like took off for you there or even acting you know like had you not taken the chance or, or taken the jump to actually come out here like your whole life like trajectory would be so different oh yeah i think i think either um personally i think that if i didn't move to la i'd probably just be way more committed to skating yeah um so i think i would be a better skater like right. than i am now yeah um, but i fucking am very grateful for where i'm at right now so like I don't even think about that shit. Actually, I do sometimes, but honestly, like this is like a route that I've kind of, um, you know, always wanted to go in and yeah. uh, I'm super grateful for it. 
Dude, you're killing it. So what does what does skating culture mean to you? Um I guess it's just like uh like freedom. Um because you kind of get to look at you look at the world in a different perspective than like most people. You know what I mean? Like when you see a building and you see um a stair set and a rail that's just stairs for you to walk up and get to your destination as a skater. Like you, like you'll look at everything around the world and you'll look at it like, Oh, that's a spot. That's a spot. And I feel like when I'm 80 yeah. years old, I'll be driving down. I'll be like, damn, that's a sick ass spot. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, so like, I guess I've like just gained a new perspective um, yeah. of seeing things. And also like um, just the art in it in itself and the, the community, um, I mean, a lot of my friends were all different ethnicities, ages, like, so with all of that being mixed, I feel like you learn, um, I feel like you can learn more in skating sometimes than you can learn in, like, actual school, just for experience, because I think the best knowledge and the best, like, information that you can get is through experience. Totally. Like, you can read a book about this happened to so-and-so blah, 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 but it won't necessarily hit you until it happens to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, so for sure. I feel like the skating culture is just like, it's very supportive despite the fact that it's also an independent sport and everyone's kind of competing against each other. Like it's the most like uh, supportive independent uh, sport. You know what I mean? Because it's like, even now, like I still skate, I'm like skating like at like a professional level, like I have contracts and stuff, but yeah, I won't even want to go skate unless I'm going with my friends because that's what's like, what's the um, the what factors the the motivation and just like skating is supposed to be, it's 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 also another creative outlet and it's super, um, it's fun. You know what I mean? And it's fun just like pushing like my friends and stuff. So obviously, like as I've gotten a little bit older, like some of my friends that didn't necessarily like get exactly to where they wanted in skating. Now they're kind of, you know, just focusing on their own careers and like whatever they're doing. So, um, it's, um, it's, 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 it's cool. It's cool though, because, um, it also shows me like that nothing's impossible till someone does it type shit. So, that's like with skating, you're kind of just battling against your own head. And uh, I don't know, I, I, it's a good community and it's uh, it's fun. Dude, that's super well said. So we reached the final speed round. I ask a bunch of bullshit and you just give me your like best answer. So don't have to worry about like, you know, whatever you want to say pretty much. It's kind of like quick. But what um, so what's the skater you're most inspired by? Uh. Dude, that's actually, uh, you said speed run. I can't even think. <laughs> that's usually how it works. <laughs> Shit. Um, even if, if you can't pick, though, you can just give me like a couple of them. Uh, Tyshawn Jones. Um, most honestly, my friends inspire me the most. Probably Alex Midler, Tyshawn Jones, Exorcist, you know. Um, Midler's crazy. I've seen his Midler, stuff. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, uh honestly i really like naja naja's just insane like a lot yeah. of you know people have mixed opinions about him but just skating wise like he's fucking insane so uh naja um 
and the list goes on. I, it, there's so many. Not true. Uh, grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Strawberry jelly. Favorite food spot in LA? Um, Katsuya. What was it called? It's, just, it's called Katsuya. It's like some Kets- like uh, Katsuya. Yeah, it's Round. a. Yeah, it's a sushi, like Japanese, like. Oh, sick! Yeah. Uh, all-time favorite skate park. Uh, Stoner. Scariest, scariest movie ever watched. In oh no no the Conjuring the Conjuring the Conjuring. <laughs> uh, something you got in trouble for in school. Um, I pants this kid that was bullying my friend, but he wasn't wearing underwear, so I got. <laughs> That's amazing. Actually, when I was in kindergarten, I mooned my bus driver. <laughs> I no pants way. myself, and I was like, "Yo, here's my ass." Yeah, literally. <laughs> my neighbor literally told me to do that, and I was like, "Okay." I'm like, they oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> how many? Men. Yeah, how many bones have you broken? Um, two, two, two. No, okay. Yeah, I was I was pretty bad in school, dude. I I put like stink bombs off in the cafeteria, and like got in fights. Oh, dude, I, I was. Horrible, bro. I got suspended like three times and almost expelled once. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bound to happen. Um, so what's something that made you laugh until you cried? Um, uh, the first time... <laughs> uh, the first time I smoked weed. <laughs> um... What's the most awkward fan interaction? Um, this girl started. This girl just came up to me and started crying, but didn't say anything, and like was crying <laughs> to me for like maybe like solid two minutes, which felt very long. <laughs> and then she like I kind of just walked away. She didn't really say anything. So. Amazing. Um, aside from skating, what sport would you say you're best at? Uh. Tennis. Okay. Most used emoji. Oh, the that emoji where it's like you're like laughing or you're like smiling, but then there's like a like a sweat, so you're kind of like awkward, like oh, yeah. Like, yeah, um, the, te- the teardrop on your like forehead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, one. that one's sick. Have you ever had to run from the cops? Oh yeah, so many times. <laughs> Any funny thing in like particular? Just like hopping fences and stuff. Yeah, hopping fences. Um, um, mostly just like skate, like skating a spot. Um, and then sometimes we would just actually just fully mess with like security guards, and then the security guards would call the cops, and then it'd be security guards and cops. No, actually, I just I had I got a dirt bike. Um, I got a Yamaha like two uh like two fifty. Oh, sick. Um. And uh, I went to this golf course, and they have a bunch of these, like, humps. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I knew that, like, it was somewhat illegal, but I was like, fuck it. I don't care. I just got this. I just got this thing. I'm going to just do it. Just and, test it out. Uh, I'm riding it. And then there's, I guess there's, like, some, like, guys in, like, golf carts that are, like, screaming at me, like, we're going to call the cops. These yeah. cops actually come. And. Um, no way. The cops come and I'm like, I have my, I think I had like a, I had a purge mask on. Cause that's what I, when I would, I would always put on a purge mask and then like some like helmet. Yeah. So no one like know that it's me. Cause I was just doing a bunch of like dumb shit on the dirt bike. And right. uh, 
the cops literally like I saw him and then one came out of the car and then he's like I think he had like the the megaphone or something and I saw it I literally gassed it I went past the cop car they went in the car and uh, I'm going through like alleyways and stuff and I know I knew the neighborhood well so like right I didn't get caught but that's so sick dude yeah it was uh I felt like I was in fucking fast and furious or something and you literally made it home like no issues yeah, yeah I fully made it home I like put the bike in, <laughs> off I'm like running in I'm like oh, that's my incredible God. that's yeah, absolutely crazy. incredible uh have you ever gotten hit by a car no uh what's your, what's your message to the Karens of the world that yell at skaters for skating in public places uh mind your own business <laughs> uh what do you want to be remembered for oh shit that's a hard one <laughs> I know. um uh letting my nuts drag <laughs> uh favorite skate brand um supreme uh dream movie role batman oh yeah i think you'd be good in a comedy too oh um, I love yeah yeah but I can't think of like a dream, like, like I, I can't think of like, like I want to do so many comedies, but like if I had to pick one though, I'd It'd probably be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you deal with haters? Um, I don't know. I guess I don't really pay, or actually, I, I don't really pay attention. But at the same time, though, like they usually say some shit. Like when I'm trying something new, so I'm like, you're lucky, just like putting your insecurities out on me. Just trolling, yeah. All right, we got called more. What's the sickest item you were gifted from one of your favorite companies? Um, damn. Um, probably Adidas. Just any Adidas shoes. Hell yeah. Uh, favorite, <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite video game uh god of war uh what's a uh, hobby no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that no my favorite video game that i played though is probably fortnite oh yeah for sure i saw i was on your your twitch the other day for a couple minutes i was watching you it was pretty funny killing people on there <laughs> um what's a hobby you have that some people might not know about um I play chess. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I mean, I can't uh, play chess. So that shit's confusing as hell to me. Let's <laughs> uh, uh, see. Hobby. Uh, yeah, probably like I play like tennis. Um, nice. Or I, uh, yeah, I stream. That's a hobby, actually. That's a full hobby. Dude, people make, a, make bank with that. Have you been doing that, oh. like monetizing it? Like that's crazy. It's insane. I know people that don't even work. They just do that. Yeah, dude. Fucking, um, like, (laughs) like Kai, like Sanat and like those fools, bro. They're making like, dude, like a stack a day, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking insane, bro. Like 60,000 subscribers. And then that's just like the, without the donations that are going directly to their account. So that's what, like 60,000 times five. That's $300,000 a month. That's fucking crazy. And that, does that matter like what game it is? It doesn't even really matter, does it? It's just they're like... They're not even playing games. They're not even playing games. Yeah, they're just hanging out and people are just like, all right, 
I'll be a yeah, patron. It's just, it's just, <laughs> uh, just talking thing. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, last two. Biggest regret. Uh, I did ask, can't think of any. Perfect. Uh, what are you most proud of? Um, singular? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be singular, but like, yeah, just like, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of um I'll say me moving out to LA. Hell yeah. Dude, and you're that still kind doing of, it. And that flows into everything, yeah. Yeah. And you're still doing the damn thing like all this time later. That's like so impressive. Like that's just so cool. Um, is there anything like last that you want to like promote or besides like the merch line and music? Um I'd probably say just check out my Spotify, Apple Music. It says Sunny Soljic. Um, and yeah, Superstitious is dropping um, on the 25th. It's actually a few days away. Oh, shit. One dude. week from today. That's it. Dude, I'm stoked. Yeah. Um, so hyped about it. Yeah. So, so wait, you got, you got ski masks, you got hoodies, I think, pants? Uh, yeah, I got ski mask. I got one ski mask. Um, Dope. different hats, uh, two different pants, one one denim jacket, uh, and um, a hoodie, and yeah, that's it for right now. But then the next collection, dude, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be nuts. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah, I'll definitely gonna... pick up some stuff. I'm stoked. Um, yeah. but just hit me anytime if you want like help writing a song, want to shoot a video, like I got you anytime. Okay, sick, dude. Let me know about. Uh, uh we got to tap in with uh performances and stuff. Yeah, dude, seriously, I got you. Like, literally okay. let me know. Like, is there any, like, like particular time you're trying to do stuff like that? Or, like, wait a couple months or soon? Yeah, soon. Sooner than later. All right, for sure. Bet. Hell yeah. All right, cool. Do you want me to just hit you up on there? Like, what's what's the best, like, way to contact you for stuff? Yeah, yeah uh, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to DM you my number and then just shoot me a text. And then, like, because I'm, I'm not on Instagram that much. No, for sure. No, I feel that. <laughs> You're good, dude. This is, like, so sick. Thank you so much for taking the time and just, just doing the thing, you know? This was probably, was probably like, one of my favorite, like, episodes I've ever done. This is so sick. Sick. Hell yeah. yeah I appreciate you, one man. of my favorite podcasts, man. I, I really appreciate you. Thank you. And I'll always be loved We in the cold world, I'm sorry